Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. And now, coming to you live from atop the Goldenrod City Radio Tower, it's the one, the only... Huckle TCG Cast! Welcome, Pucolonians, to another episode of the TCG PUCL PODCAST Puckle TCG Podcast. This is episode 5, and I am your host, jo- uh, Trainer Jushiro. Nah, I'm Lord Jushiro. Uh, and with me uh, are. Two individuals that are awesome and they accompany me. Uh, the first, I'd like to introduce the man that does not always attack, but when he does, it's always super effective. Mr. Sublime Manic. Hello. And a man that does not need no introduction, but I'm still going to give him one because um, everyone. The man whose poison has no antidote, Mr. Scrawn. It's a pleasure. Great to have you guys here, uh, and welcome, and um, we are here together to notify everyone here in the Buckle community that Thatch is dead. Um, yes. He drank too much green Taurus. Um, it not just gave him hooves, it gave him the whole full-fledged body of a Taurus, and we did what any good friends would have done in these situations. We slaughtered him, so. <laughs> and he was delicious. I know that's how he would have wanted it. No, I'm kidding, of course. Uh, Tatch has uh, let us uh, drive in this uh, case. And we now have uh, this second podcast, which will uh, accompany our mothership one, uh, which is Paco Podcast, of course. So if you guys love what we're doing here, please email us at Paco uh, Podcast at Hotmail, right? Um, it's actually uh, Gmail. Gmail.com. Yeah. Let him know that you love what we're doing here. Or you want more. Uh, if you do not like what we're doing here, please email customer service at digimon.com. I'm sure they want to hear that. Yes, I'm sure they do. So without any further ado, let's start uh, the show. And we have so much for you guys today. It's going to be an amazing uh, episode. So let's start really do. News. Yes. So there's this uh, set that's coming in soon. It's called... Pokecum in Japan, and basically that directly translates to Pokemon so freaking cute is gonna freaking blow your eyeballs out. But there's a few <laughs> cards there that are quite awesome. So, Scrum, why don't you take us on for the first one? Yep, we've got a Flareon EX. 
Yes, and this Flareon EX has 170 HP, which is pretty nice, actually. Um, it's got the ability Flash. Once during your attack, a turn before your attack, you may move a red energy from one of your Pokemon to this Pokemon. And it has an attack, which is three colorless for Blaze Ball. It does 50 plus damage, and this attack does 20 more damage for each red energy attached to this Pokemon. Um, it has the EX clause, since it is EX. Um, now, I'm not sure what I think about, like, having a colorless cost on this guy. You would never put colorless on it. It's just convenient that it is. Yeah, it, it really is. I'm, I mean, like, with uh, all, all of the red acceleration in the set, I think it could really be a viable attacker. What's most surprising about this card is the fact that it's an evolution EX, and it not mm. completely sucks. True. <laughs> it's true. It, it definitely is a surprising part. I mean, it's not... Wow, what amazing card by any means of the imagination, but it's still a viable card in a triple fire type, which is also rare. Um, so it is a magnificent card. What do you think, Sublime? About the Flareon? No, no about Evelta. Well, of course, the Flareon. <laughs> I just want to make sure because there's so many like bad evolution cards um, <laughs> in my head. <laughs> That are EXs. I love um, non-EX evolution cards um, before everyone comes to kill me. Um, I think this is the best evolution that's an EX that they've made yet. Yes. Um, that Blaze Ball attack is a very common thing we've seen before. A ton of different Pokemon have it for different types. There was the Trevenant from... It was the first Auras set. It was a Grass-type Trevenant EX with it for Grass-types. Uh, Delphox from X... Yes, Primal Clash, that's right. Delphox from base set XY has, I think, the exact same attack, Blaze Ball. It might have a different name, but it is word-for-word word the exact same attack. Um, Aegislash has it. Aegislash EX has it, I believe. Uh, it's like... It's of. a Steel-type on Aegislash. Mm-hmm. Um, but this is a, a common attack. Oh, Keldeo, of course. Keldeo EX had it for water types as well, and it's been proven to work for that type. It really just depends on how fast you can accelerate it, and fire has a lot of energy acceleration between Blacksmith and some other things, so I think it could actually be viable, which is surprising. And good. A lot of yeah. definitely. And Flareon never gets any love. It's like the worst of the original Evolutions competitively, <laughs> so let's give it the best EX card. I think that's fair. It is still sort of yeah, kind it's of, pretty... Kind of, it's still kind of sad that the best Evolution EX is still kind of playable instead of full-on awesome. But we have not discussed one point, which I think we cannot go on without explicitly explain how freaking adorable this card is. It's really cute. It really is, yes. So, moving on, the adorable Flareon is someone that's not that adorable, but still awesome. Frostlass, stage one. And, uh, Sublime, you want to take this one? Um, certainly. This has, it's a water type, so it's going off of its ice type rather than its ghost typing for this. Mm-hmm. It's a stage one with 90 HP, and it has the ability Drag Down. If this Pokemon is knocked out by damage from an opponent's attack, flip a coin. If heads, the attacking Pokemon is knocked out. And then, <laughs> yeah, it's kind of like a auto-coin-flip-destiny-bond. That's not 
yep. awful. Which I'm pretty and sure then, that's the translation of this ability mm-hmm. to be Destiny Bond, for sure. And then you also have Snow Droplets for three colorless energy, which is kind of expensive. Place four damage counters on your opponent's Pokemon in any way you like. That's kind of bad, but... Yeah. Well, what I like most about this card is that, like, it's the Frostlass with its hands together and with a bunch of cherry blossoms falling around it. And I think that's... That's just cool. This set... It is beautiful. Yeah, this yeah. set just... It's... Well, the same... The whole base of the set is that it's going to be for adorable Pokemon, and they nailed <laughs> that part to the point. They really did, yeah. So, and it has some gemstones on the left of the art. Which we don't that's... know where they are yet. Well, there's, like, things attached to the left of the art throughout the entire set. Like, that seems to be a mm-hmm. motif. Yep. It looks really good on Frostlass, though. Yep. So, moving along to the next, we have the Wishmaker Jirachi. Uh, Jirachi B. Nani X. 70 HP, Psychic type. Um, it has the fir- two attacks, the first which being for one Psychic called Wish. Search your deck for a card, reveal it, and put it into your hand. Shuffle your deck afterwards. Mm, not horrible. I mean, the ability to get any card from your deck is extremely good. I just don't think it merits an attack. That's exactly it. Like, it's a good ability if you played a trainer card. It's terrible when you have to use an attack to do so. So it's sad. But, uh, and then it's a second attack, one psychic, two, uh, two colorless, heart sign, 50 damage. It sucks. Moving along, not much to say. Oh, though, it, it is Jirachi flying and making a heart in the sky. <laughs> once more. Yeah, my my problem with that first attack is that with cards like Judge, you might have the possibility of having to reshuffle your hand and then the attack will be for nothing. Yep. Yep, you're totally right. Okay, so moving along and let's let's go ahead and pair these two up because we have to because they're so the art <laughs> is amazing. Scrawn, walk <laughs> us through Charmander and Charmeleon. Okay. We have a Charmander card. It has the act up attack. It is one red, one colorless. It does 20 times damage. Flip a coin. If heads this attack does 20 damage times the number of damage counters on this Pokemon. With 70 HP, that that's alright for a first, for a basic pickup, I'd say. Not bad, not bad at all. It's like a mega flail. Yep. <laughs> Just, you know, you're not going to attack with it. And with our Charmeleon, we have a colorless for friend call. It is search your deck for a supporter card, reveal it, and put it into your hand. Shuffle your deck afterwards. So, kind of a lesser of one of those Jirachi abilities, except it is colorless, so. Um, and we have a red colorless colorless move for Slash, which does 80 damage. Oh, it doesn't, no, it's not red colorless colorless, it's two red, and then colorless, from what oh, it looks that's like. A, that's a, that's an error there. So that makes it a little bit worse. <laughs> yeah. But, but uh, yeah. So, again, the, that first attack friend call, which is probably going to be called, um, how is it called usually in the U.S.? Um, call for friends or something like that? Yeah. Um, really, uh, for a supporter card, fine. The problem is the same thing that Jirachi, you don't want to waste an attack for that. Mm-hmm. But the, with the, what's most important about these two cards is the art. Which is basically yes. follows the same lineage about of, uh, of that famous Embor line, which you see uh, each one of its uh, evolution line with the family, and you see not only uh, the Pokemon evolve, but also see the family grow with it. Well, it it has that same art style, and I love it. 
And I love how the uh, Charmander looks all mischievous in the first one, uh, grabbing the, the glasses from the kids and running away. But in the second one, you have him actually helping him study or something like that. Yes, they're learning oh, together. Yeah, they're maturing. Exactly, and the kid is much, uh, much older as well. So I love it. I love the art so much. Is there not a Charizard version? It hasn't been revealed if there is. Oh, yeah, well, I, I could see it either being like something really awesome or something really tragic. I don't think the book <laughs> would be very tragic because they could have like this Charizard breathing flames into the air over the dead body of his previous master. Or something. I don't think they'd do that, but I mean, if they, they did, it'd have a nice. Attic effect. They should, <laughs> just because psychiatrists nowadays need all the help they can get with patients. Indeed. <laughs> Moving along, uh, we have one more from the Pokecube set uh, we would like to discuss. And uh, Sublime, please take this one. Uh, certainly. So, Shroomish has just 50 HP. And for one grass energy, it seems they haven't found the whole card, so it's a question mark. It's that <laughs> worry seed. Flip a coin if heads your opponent's active Pokemon is now confused. That's terrible. Wait a minute. I have a defense for Shroomish. So, I, in Limited, Stantler actually, like the Stantler that confuses things, can actually work pretty well. It bought me a lot of turns. Yeah, confusion's like not a bad status, but having to flip a coin yeah. to get them confused in the first place yeah, is bad. Yeah. <laughs> I call them the flippy cards. Flippy Doesn't Ariados confuse things like automatically with its ability? I did those poisons. I thought it was poison that... and confusion. No, is it only poison? It's only poison. Never I mind. I know that Haunter does that when it evolves into Haunter. Yes. Oh no, or is that sleep? Uh, no, it is Hunter. When it been, yeah, there's more reliable ways of getting every status condition without yeah. having to flip a coin for an attack. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Let's just hope its evolution is good. <laughs> yeah. So moving along, uh, also in the Pokecube, uh, just worth noting that they are reprinting Evelta EX to regular With ones. cute art. Not the EX, I'm sorry, the Velta X. Uh, the non-EX. The non-EX. The Ooh, with 130. Yeah, so that's nice. Um, because we all know that in the next format X and Y will probably be rolled over, so it's nice to know that Ivelta has some extra life to it. So, um, to see isn't X Y for with us until next worlds? Correct. Yeah. Okay. But we never know. When it comes to the, the format changing, it's always a wild card. It's always a uh, dice roll because we've had instances in the pad with nothing changes so we really don't know what we are the assumption is because that's what most likely to happen is that we will lose four to maybe five sets in the rotation but that's not 100 percent sure although the fact that we're having a reprint of Ivelta ex and wally and, and other cards that are in this set begs the question that maybe these sets might be uh, rotated out on the next formation. Mm-hmm. Well, that's, that'd be unfortunate. I think they should at least keep it until Worlds. Oh, no, no. They they change afterwards. Yes, okay. Yes. Yeah, yeah. No, I'm sorry. Actually, it's the week afterwards is where the rotation usually happens. Okay. Yeah. Okay, so moving along here, um, we have a name, people. Uh, for the new set 
X and Y 10, uh, known in Japan, of course, with a more awesome name of Awakening of the Psychic Kings. Um, <laughs> they always have brilliant illustrative uh, yeah. titles. It's like, their titles are the best, and we get like the unimaginative Americans doing. We just don't have the attention spans for long names. <laughs> yeah, it's just it's, uh, Awakenings <laughs> of the what? So awakening of the psychic, yeah. Oh, that's so it's going to be called break. No, wait, that was a lie. It's doesn't gonna have break in the name. It's actually gonna be called fates collide, which is Mm -hmm. actually quite awesome. Yeah. So fates collides will feature Sergey Sargard Zagard. How do you call Zygarde? Zygarde. Thank you. Uh, In its many different forms, Alexami X finally. Uh, Mega Alexam, <laughs> finally. Alteria EX, Mega Alteria, Umbern EX, which we've already revealed and have already revealed to be awful. And Lugia, uh, Lugia Break, which is quite interesting because Lugia Break will be the first break Pokemon from a basic rather than an evolution. Yeah. Quite interesting. We didn't see that one coming for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, and this means that Pokemon will likely be in Japan's own X and Y set. That always happens. It just kind of mix them up. Now, uh, it's going to contain 120 cards, including 5 Pokemon Break, 10 regular EXs, and 3 Mega Evolutions Pokemon EX, which are uh, Alexam, yeah, Mega Alexam and Mega Altaria, and one still haven't been uh, revealed. Uh, so there will be a total of 13 EX Pokemon. Hmm. So that's going to be pretty interesting, pretty awesome. We can't wait for those to come out. Uh, hopefully they're better than Umbra and EX, because if not, well, why do we even live? It's hard not to be. <laughs> it really is. It's now, uh, there's the fourth X and Y trainer kit was revealed. Um, it is, uh, as for those who don't know, trainer kits are basically a 30 versus 30 deck kit that comes in. Basically, they're designed to teach new players how to play the game. So it brings two decks of 30 and instructions on how to play them so you can get the feel and how it is. Um, this is the fourth one coming in and it's going to feature, get this, Pikachu Libre and Suicune. <laughs> Now, these Ooh. two, de- this kit containing the two decks is coming in roughly April 27th. Now, you might be thinking, why Pikachu Libre? Why Suicum? Well, I can only think that this is because of Pokemon Tournament. <laughs> well, I just hope it's Suicum a safeguard. <laughs> I truly think so. I hope so, too. <laughs> So we don't know much about these uh, new decks, so hopefully um, we will learn more when they come. Um, they've never brought anything interesting other than maybe reprints, because what's interesting about these trainer kits is they have they are considered their own set. So they do reprint stuff, which means that they stay in the rotation uh, for longer. So we're excited to see what exactly those uh, trainer kits will contain. Now, moving along here, um, please, uh, we have a few cards revealed for Generations, the new 20th anniversary celebration set that is coming along here. Uh, and, uh, well, it features the starters for Red and Blue, so no surprise there. Sublime, take us home with Venusaur EX. Venusaur EX has 180 HP and two attacks. The first is Frog Hop. 
Um, for it's flip a coin. If heads, this attack does forty more damage, and it does forty damage. That costs one grass energy and two colorless. Its second attack costs two grass energy and two colorless, and it's called poison impact. Uh, it does eighty damage and says your opponent's active Pokemon is now asleep and poisoned. Yeah. Yeah. Rob, well, you know what I think the biggest revelation is with this card. The that Venusaur is a frog? <laughs> yes, it's a frog! <laughs> Who would have thought that Venusaur is a frog? That was perfect. Um, that's definitely the biggest thing. I and that's the English title. That's not like a bad translation. In English, it's called Frog Hut. So, Let the me fact look up that the Venusaur is. is a frog is pretty revealing. Uh, spoilers for any of you who didn't know, apparently. Uh other than that, this card sucks. Moving along. It's awful <laughs> for an EX. But usually when there's a Mega Evolution, the pre-form is pretty bad. So, mm -hmm. yeah, and Sublime's completely right. That's usually the, uh, the fact with Mega Evolution. With Pokemon that evolved to Mega. So let's go straight ahead to the Mega version. Sublime, take it away too. The Mega version has 230 HP and... One attack. Bloom Buster for two grass and two colorless. Does 130 damage and flip a coin. If heads, this attack does 30 damage to each of your opponent's benched Pokemon. That's still kind of weak in my opinion, but it's it not is. terrible. It's yeah. not terrible. I mean, it has, it's being grass, it has its support. It has um, the stadium that allows grass Pokemon to evolve. Without waiting, uh, giant uh, forest of giant or er, yeah, forest of giant trees, right? Or giant yeah, plants? Giant plants, yeah. So it can rapidly evolve, and uh, it can have energy acceleration in the form of Mega Sceptile. But still, oh, that's true. Although it's still very expensive, and if you're using a Mega Sceptile, why aren't you just yeah. attacking with that? Exactly. You don't want to have two Megas in one um, in one deck, especially with Giratina EX waiting around the corner to just munch on all of your Mega Pokemon. So, <laughs> it's okay. Uh, Flippy again, why do we have even a Mega Pokemon with a Flippy attack? Right, I like, it, even if it guaranteed that you did that damage, it wouldn't be great. Yeah, the fact that you have a flip a coin makes it pretty bad. Yeah, everything, anything flippy in Pokemon TCG is just ugh, not worth it. So I really on. just don't like it. I can't. Yeah, I, I don't see many redeeming factors. Yeah. So moving along, uh, and we should speed things up. Uh, please, Scron, take us over Charizard EX and Mega Charizard EX. Yes, more of this line. <laughs> okay, Charizard EX. We have a red and colorless. For a Flame Cloak attack that does 30 damage, attach a red energy card from your discard pile to this Pokemon. And that will tie in to the Mega version very soon. Uh, the other attack on the normal Trizard X has two red energy, two colorless energy for Burning Breath. It does 80 plus damage. Flip two coins. This attack does 40 more damage for each head. So you've got 160 potential damage there. And it is... Weakness to water and two is retreat cost. And we have Mega Charizard EX on this side. If you haven't already guessed, it is the X variant of Mega Charizard EX. Again, <laughs> uh, we have 
a one red and three colorless attack for each typhoon, and it's one hundred plus. It's flip a coin for each fire energy attached to this Pokemon. This attack does fifty more damage for each heads, and that's that's pretty good with the previous attack. Although I would say it might be a little slow. I I think it could have some synergies though. Yeah, well, I refuse to give Charizard any more spotlight. So moving along. <laughs> okay, very well. So before I uh, we give out this next card, uh, Pokemon has released. This is completely new. This is breaking news. Pokemon has released a card saying, in our efforts to continue giving you the experience that you're already accustomed to, and continuing giving Evolution CX a completely awful card. We have for you Vaporeon EX Sublime, sis. Since this is one of your favorite ones, take it away. It is. I have, okay, for, just to be clear, I have a Vaporeon plushie to my right on my, like, nightstand, <laughs> and it's crying tears as I have to read this awful card. It makes me sad. Because Vaporeon's the best evolution, said I. You don't have to share that opinion, but it's true. Um, so, Vaporeon EX has 180 HP and two different attacks. The first is Bubble Drain. Does 30 damage and heals 30 damage. Costs one water energy and one colorless energy. Second attack is Deep Squall, which does 130 damage, but the damage does 10 minus for each damage counter on Vaporeon. There's a little bit of synergy between the attacks, but 130 is not enough. Mm-hmm. I could all. see this being good in a limited format. Maybe. Um, any, well, anything's good in a limited. I mean, you can basically yeah, do whatever yeah. you want. Um, <laughs> again, why? I mean, Evolutions are such good Pokemon, so why not give them actually good EX cards? Um, the, the art is cute, though. Yeah, oh, no, it really adorable. is, yes. I want this as a bookmark. Well, it's because it's physically impossible, and it's against loss of physics and nature to make an evolution not look cute and why is it three retreat cost like it doesn't <laughs> even weigh a lot <laughs> it doesn't even need it it's so it's bad it, it's just sad it could have zero retreat cost and it wouldn't be good it's really <laughs> upsetting it's why are they picking on my favorite yeah, I mean, you know what? It's okay because the ancient origins Vaporeon is gonna have its moment. It's good, yeah. so we're fine. Sublime, whenever you're from... depressed, oh, ahead, whenever you're depressed about evolutions, just look back to the good old days of Gen Five and look at Leafeon Level X. Oh God! <laughs> God. Okay. Yes, that made this way better. <laughs> so moving along, unfortunately, to the next card uh, for generations is Articuno. Uh, Sublime, take it away too. Sublime. Sublime, you got Articuno. Uh, yes. Yeah, sorry, I gotta scroll down. It's okay. Okay, so Articuno, not an EX. Thankfully, <laughs> full art too. That threw me off because it's a full art without yeah. being an EX. So funny. Articuno has 120 HP. Um, which is pretty good for a basic. Uh, it has Find Ice. Oh, this is just a reprint. Yep. Yeah, it is. But it's a full art reprint. Wow, okay. I really like this Articuno, personally. Okay, so Find Ice lets you search your deck for three water energy and put them in your hand. And then Freezing Wind, which costs two um, water and two colorless, does 100 damage. It's a good way to search for energy. Greninja Break! Yeah. <laughs> so, no, it's, it's definitely... Uh, uh, 
it's a good article on the card. Nothing amazing. But yeah, it's, it's decent as far as yeah, it's decent as far as basic cards go. But it's a full art, and, and it's full art. So the way I see it, oh, go ahead, Scrum. The way I see it, you, it only has one retreat cost. So you get out there, you get all your energy cards, and then like once you've like been doing your Greninja Frogadier duplication stuff, you can just retreat, and then you have you probably won't die. So yeah, I, mean, that's yeah. What, that's I, I think it's really good. I'm impressed by this card. It's a good card. Again, the fact that you have to attack to get stuff from your deck, it's like, uh, there are trainers that do that for you. Um, so yes. Wasting attack for that, it's kind of like, not the best. But, on a, the fact that it, on a tight event where you just don't have those trainers, it could help out. And, the, I mean, there's, the card itself has a lot of redeeming qualities to it. It has high HP for just being a non-EX basic. 120 HP on a non-EX basic is a lot of HP. The fact that it just needs one water energy to get three out of your deck is not half bad. It's a second attack though, 100 damage for four energy, too expensive. Not that much damage. So, it's not horrible. It's not fantastic either. It's okay. So, but it is a great card though, and it's very pretty as a full art. So, mm-hmm. moving on to, uh, they also, um, before we go out of generations, they're reprinting all the energies. These happen, the, this happens every once in a while. They reprint the energies once more. And they look fantastic. I love the art. Basically, for those of you listening at home, uh, basically, it's just a, uh, the energy cards as we know them, but with a, uh, kind of like if we were watching a holographic version of them um, with lines in the back. They're pretty pretty. So, if you can, go look at them. They look really awesome. Um, so that's that. So that's the end of the news. We finally did it. Hooray, people. Yay. So moving on immediately to uh, discussing Breakpoint one more, and we should go through this really fast. Um, but there's a few cards we did not talk about when we talk about Breakpoint. This is because when we talked about Breakpoint on our last podcast, they haven't revealed that these ones were added. So these cards added that we're going to talk about today was because... So how it works in Japan is Japan has their sets. They also have a lot of promo cards in between. Japan loves promo cards. They're constantly doing events and promotions and uh, delivering these awesome promo cards. Um, And in the U.S., what they do is once they uh, unveil this new set, they take not only the set as it comes in Japan, but they take all of those promos that were released in Japan and add them. To this set that is re, uh, going to be sent, uh, released in, U- in the U.S. So these cards were not available for us when we discussed originally uh, Breakpoint. So these cards are pretty awesome. And it's awesome that they're, they're going to be available for us in this next set. So let's start uh, with the honorable mentions uh, real quick. We have we started with Goldock Break. Goldock Break is an amazing card. Scrawn, please tell us about it. Uh, one moment, I'm pulling it up, no just problem. so I am completely accurate. Okay. It's pretty, though. I like the uh, cards because of yeah. the gold, golden nature. They're like super sane Pokemon. Oh, 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 oh my you god. got to it, didn't this, you? <laughs> this is the first time I've ever seen this. Oh, wow. <laughs> Ability, hyper transfer. 
as often as you like during your turn before your attack. You may move a basic energy from one of your Pokemon to another of your Pokemon. It's basically Aromatis on steroids. It's like Mega Aromatis. <laughs> and Aromatis is the only reason Fairy type sees any use. So the fact that this can be used with any cart, like any basic energy, means it will fit like in tons of decks. Yes. Mm -hmm. So for those of you that don't know, uh, the break mechanic works where you evolve your Pokemon to the same Pokemon. Like like this Golduck break goes on top of a Sage 1 Golduck. Um, And it gains extra abilities, but it still retains the attacks and abilities of the previous Pokemon. Um, So that's how break Pokemon work. Um, this one is so good. 140 HP on a stage 1, well, technically stage 2, but still stage 1. Pokemon is a lot of HP. But that ability, as Scrawn and Sublime have been talking about, is amazing. The fact that you can have total control of your attacks, uh, I'm sorry, energies, and move around your uh, bench Pokemon and active Pokemon is an amazing ability to have. And mm-hmm. this will find itself into any Mewtwo decks, Keldeo decks, and any other decks that require you to just mount a whole lot of energy into your Pokemon. It's just fantastic. Well, you see, with Mewtwo decks, I really think that Aromatis will stay. One reason being the presence of Fairy Garden and that a Golduck Break would take up more space than the Aromatis currently does. Uh, so I think Aromatis will be sticking around, but only in, like, a few archetypes. But remember also that water Pokemon have the advantage of um, not Maxi's Hidden Ball trick, Archie's... What was it called of the supporter? Archie's Ace in a Hole. Archie's Ace in a Hole will allow you to put any water Pokemon from your discard pile into your bench... Um, no matter what it is, that's including stage ones and stage twos. So it does have this oscillation with Golduck where you don't need Psyduck really. You just have to have gold, regular Golduck on your discard pile. You pl- play Archie Saves in a hole, you place that Golduck on your bench, and then you can evolve him to Golduck Break. So it does have that acceleration, which kind of makes it a stage one, not really, but maybe it seems like not that bad. But it's still fantastic ability. I mean, mm-hmm. it wouldn't even need Archie's Ace in the Hole to be justified in a yeah. deck. Mm-hmm. The ability is that good. Yeah. Hydreigon yeah. is a stage two from the last um, series of before X and Y. Yeah. And I, it basically had Aromatis' ability, but with dark energy, and it saw plenty of success and plenty of use. Mm-hmm. The fact that this lets you move any basic energy at all, regardless of type. It's one of the strongest abilities in the format and in the game. It yes. will see use. I definitely. I have no qualms about that. Although, and it's Goldog. how fantastic that a Pokemon like Goldog sees these type of powers, where obviously we don't see in the DCG. Hmm. Yes, it, I, I really think that's cool. Uh, Goldog is, has always been like the low, low dog, but now it's the big, big dog. Except oh, yeah. it's a dog. And it's an example of how Break Pokemon can actually be very useful or as powerful as an EX. But moving on, we have, talking about EX, we have Enbor EX. Uh, this was card added later on. Um, it got 
100 HP, 180, I'm sorry, HP, it got two attacks, none of them really that interesting. It's a great, it's a great looking card, sucks everything else, so that's that. Uh, that basically summarizes all the other EXs, frankly. Yeah, <laughs> EX also added, not much to say there. Hypno, <laughs> Hypno uh, has an ability. <laughs> it, it's uh, pretty, pretty, um... How, how to say this for all those young singers out there. Um, it is very creepy. Its ability, good night babies. Once during your turn, before you attack, <laughs> you may leave both active Pokemon asleep. Regardless mm. of the fact that this is actually, a, might be a potentially good Pokemon ability to have, it is just wrong. <laughs> <laughs> I think and, it could... I mean, if you have the right supporting cards, you could probably use it with the new Darkrai EX. Yep. Yep, yep. And um, it's just... Why does it have babies in it? Good night, <laughs> babies. What mm. the hell? <laughs> it's... Bad. I mean, not the ability. The name. And Ooh. we already know that Hypno has kind of like this criminal history. So, it I is, don't know. Uh, it's the creepy uncle of Pokemon. Oh, and let me clarify it. This is not even the Japanese translation. Oh, maybe they change it when it's here in the US. No, this is the American version. <laughs> so, moving on. Oh, it's, it has an attack, two psychic, 50 damage. Not worth mentioning, but yeah, which is before I have nightmares this night. Let's just move on. Togekiss EX. Mm. Uh, just like Sublime said, another This EX, one's really bad. Yeah, another EX with nothing good on it. Uh, moving on. I mean, it's pretty. Other than that, not much to say. Now, here's a card that was not actually added afterwards. We just really didn't notice it, but wow, we have to talk about it. It's such a good card. Sublime, please take this one away. I assume you are talking about... Let me scroll down oh, so I yeah. can read its effect. Puzzle of Time. Sorry. Yes, the Puzzle of Time. Um, Where are you, Puzzle of Time? I know you're on here somewhere. It's such a good trainer card. While we're waiting... Uh, I underestimated this card, because I had read it and I didn't think anything of it at the time. I think it's really good. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Okay, got it. So, this is... You may... Here's the card, what it reads. It's a trainer, basic trainer item. You may play two time pu uh, puzzle of time at the same time. If you played only one, look at the top three cards of your deck and put them back on top of your deck in any order you like. If you played two, choose two cards from your discard pile, show them to your opponent, and put them into your hand. Wow. That's <laughs> such a good card. It requires two. Like, the one is garbage. Yes, uh -huh. exactly. Forget, don't ever use one of these. Never use it by one, yeah. But those yeah. two, when you have two in your hand, which is, by today's standards, not hard at all. Man, yeah. the fact that you can get two cards, this is talking about special energies, which we have no real good way of bringing back special energies, such as double colorless energies or dragon energies from your discard file back to your hand. This gets any two cards you want. This is very powerful card. This is a maybe four in each deck card, but never use one, only use two at a time. Mm -hmm. Because it is 
that good. It is definitely that good. I think part of the reason it's so good and why I think it is definitely going to see use is solely because we're in a format with Battle Compressor. Mm-hmm. Yes. Not um, only that, we're, we're in a format where Night March is big, right? And Night March mm-hmm. exclusively used double colorless energies. And once you get one of your Joltics knocked out, you lose that double colorless energy unless you have things to bring it back. And That's true. Time, allows you to bring back those double color energy which we, you can only have four per deck but your whole deck just orbits around them they it's mm-hmm. same goes with uh vespa queen vespa queen just needs those double colored energies and once you one of your vespa queen dies you're not really crying your vespa queen you're crying those double colorless energy which is just a resource that is so precious for your deck this card allows you to not just grab one but two of them back to your hand. It's fantastic. <laughs> yes. It is good. It is such a good card. This is a card that will definitely, definitely see a lot of play. This is one that you're going to see in future tournaments. Prepare for it. Or have your own four. Whichever you decide. And if you decide to just use the first ability, I mean, you shouldn't underestimate the sc- that scry mechanic. Yep. Anyway, it can be useful. And then finishing off the breakpoint revisit, we have Misty's Determination. Misty's Determination discards a card from your hand. If you do, look at the top eight cards of your deck and put one of them into your hand. Shuffle your card, the cards back into your deck. Um, not that great. I mean, yeah. it's okay. The reason I want to highlight is why are we focusing on Misty? I mean, Misty's not even part of Gen 6. So it's kind of <laughs> weird. Kind of weird for how them pop out of nowhere. So, I think that... it's sort of my spiel, spiel with, like, Skyla. Like, why are we still focusing on Skyla? That is true. Actually, that is very true. But the fact that... Ugh, Skyla is, is a decent card. Now that computer search is not a thing for the guys back at home who don't know. Computer search... Back in the next format, we have these cards called A spec. A spec, where you were only allowed to have one one per deck. deck. Yep, one into your in your entire deck, and it requires you to discard two cards, and you can search for any card in your deck. Don't underestimate that thing. You know, if you're not experienced in this in the game, you might think, oh, you discard two cards, forget any card in your deck seems like not that much of a good card. No, It's an extremely good card. Remember base set when you could play four computer searches? God. (laughs) Back in the day. (laughs) So anyway, back to um, that card. So computer search was a really big card. um, It's no longer viable, of course. It got out of the rotation. They're so big in the extended format, but they're no longer there. So it is just... It was just great. But moving along. So let's take um, a quick break wait, here. I would like to... Could Go I ahead. say something quickly? Yeah. My apologies. So I looked up the Japanese name for Hypno's ability. Yeah. And it is, in fact, Gunai Baby. Which, oh as you would expect, translates to Goodnight Babies. So we were not at fault for this one. It was <laughs> Japan. <laughs> wow. It's like the person who did the translation doesn't know Hypno's own background. Because what makes the card worse, or the transla- or the whole ability, is like Hypno's background. The Pokedex tells us <laughs> that he is an awful 
I don't even want to say the word for our younger years at home. But he likes little kids. Let's just leave it at that. <laughs> so wow i can't believe that way and with that note creepy as it is we'll take a break we'll come back with the topic see you guys on the sandals no wait tennis no wait oh wait this is not puckle podcast this is the puckle tcg podcast we'll be right back guys Rappel Incorporated is looking for adventurous brave and talented individuals to join our team here at our viridian city location we here at Repel Incorporated produce the number one product in Pokemon Repellent today. In order to create our high quality product, we need trainers like you to venture forth into the depths of Viridian Forest and procure vital elements of the Repel formula, including Vespiquen saliva, Beedrill stingers, and Venomoth powder. Required skills of the position include at least three badges and a Pokemon team, preferably at least one fire type. Psychic trainers need not apply. Applicants must also be willing to sign a waiver, stating they do not hold the company responsible for any injury or fatalities, for that matter, received in the line of duty. So come on and join our exciting team. Welcome back to the TCG Puckle Podcast. We uh, remind you that with me, I have the amazing Sublime Manic and the awesome Scrawn, and we are going to talk about the topic of the day. And what I wanted to discuss with you guys is types. What are they and how do they work on the TCG? Um, it is fitting as we've talked uh, in the Puckle podcast, they talked about fairy and how it affected the meta. I wanted to talk about how the types work in the TCG and, and how they uh, basically describe the Pokemon that you're using and how they play. So let's talk about that. Let's teach our listeners about how types work in the TCG. Scru- um Sublime. Let's talk about what they are and what they mean. Let's start with colorless. Can you tell us about colors? Um, totally. Colorless is, in a way, the most versatile of the types, the same way it is in the video game. And it encompasses both normal and flying types. Or that's what it represents in the card game. Mm -hmm. And colorless is interesting because you can attach any type of energy to represent a colorless energy for attacks using colorless energy. Sublime knows best. That's always mm-hmm. the case, ladies and gentlemen. Listen well. Indeed. Colorless, as uh, Sublime explains, colorless is basically the normal type equivalent, right? From the TC, from yeah. the video game. They also shoehorned flying in there as well. Mm-hmm. Possibly because back when they created the game, flying types almost always were normal flying. That's mm-hmm. a good reference, actually. That's a good trivia. Um, that might be actually it. And in the TCG, there's this really detailed way it tells you exactly what they meant by the card and what i say is um you can see that the type might be the same for example um, you might have an alteria and a ratata uh the ratata is a normal uh normal type right colorless is the name instead of normal but in the weakness it has a fighting weakness yeah that usually implies what it's representing more between your weaknesses and resistance exactly because the alteria would resist fighting instead of being weak perfect Mm. it'll be weak to electric instead and that's how you know what they meant by that type You'll see that it's... long across all the types we're going to discuss today. Yeah. So, colorless um, represents normal and flying type. Uh, back in the day, I think, if I'm not mistaken, Sublime or Scrawn, you can both correct me if I'm wrong, it also represented dragon at one point. 
but they um it was before dragon was its own type uh dragon types were occasionally shoehorned into that as well like i think of baset and dratini and dragonair and dragonite were normal types exactly perfect the thing about dragon energy though is that you can only put it on dragon pokemon right yeah there's no actually there's no real dragon energy we only it's just the double dragon and that's a very new energy yeah it's yeah. a relatively new card. They used to require, yeah. So we'll uh, get to that later. We'll get to that. So that's colorless energies, you guys know. Um, there's it's not a rare thing. It's actually very common to see any type with color energies needed, colorless energies needed to attack. Like we discussed the Flareon EX we just talked about today. It requires three colorless energies. That means you can just attach whatever you want to it, and it will just work. Um, so it's a very common thing. You'll see that a lot in the TCG. But moving along to the next type, I want to talk about Grass. Gron, tell us about Grass. Well, um, Grass stands for exactly what you think it would, except also bugs. Yes, that's very well. <laughs> very well explained, straight to the point. Um, grass <laughs> applies to, obviously, Grass Pokemon, but also Bug. You'll see cards like Butterflea, uh, and Venomoth are going to be grass type, even though they're not really grass. Um, so those types were unified into grass. grass is poison grass. used to be included, but then they moved it. But poison was originally under grass as well. I like where it is now. <laughs> oh, yeah, no, definitely, because that's the best type. But we'll get to that in a minute. So <laughs> usually grass are known to be very status-oriented, right? Your grass-type yes. Pokemon in the TCG do much or, uh, more or less the same as the video game ones. They focus on causing you poison, confusion, sleep, and all those stat, uh, status agreements. There's also relatively, well, at least in the current format, pretty fast. They will uh, evolve quick thanks to support, and they're actually very, very quick. So that's actually that's completely mirror opposite from the VCG, where typically they're kind of mm-hmm. slow. Um, so that's grass type, guys. Uh, moving on to fire type. Sublime, tell us about the raging fire. Fire type is one of the types that it does not have any other types included into it. It is only fire types. Mm-hmm. And they usually have a lot of cards that do tons of damage at the expense of discarding energy. Yep. That's been like a theme with it mm-hmm. throughout the years since its inception. So those are uh, those of you that are uh, familiar with Magic the Gathering will see some similarity with Fire yeah, from Pokemon. Whereas yeah. at the cost of your energies or lands or your own resources, you will cause a lot of damage to your opponent. It's all about quick, fast damage that you might not be able to recreate in your next turn. Um, that is what Fire focus. Just like fire is in the real life, where it's chaotic, you can't control fire, it's kind of out of control. That's what fire represents in TCG. Um, so, it is a great type right now. It's kind of dwindling in the TCG. It's not the worst, as we recently found out, because we were talking, me and Sublime we were talking about this not too long ago, where we thought, where I thought fire was the weakest link right now. But actually, it has its advantages right now, and the empty mm-hmm. from... Um, Asian Origins is uh, seeing a lot of play. So it is a great type. But moving mm-hmm. on, we have the amazing, the always, my friends, be like Wata. Wata. Scrawn, take us away. 
combos. That's what water is all about. The water symbol in the TCG stands for water and ice, and it's all about doing a bunch of stuff with all of your Pokemon to pull off amazing combos, from what I understand. <laughs> yes. So water energy is all about kind of control, maybe. It's all about paralyze. From all, I, I believe from all other types, it's more the one that does the paralyzing. because actually, Especially from ice types. Yeah, because yeah. paralyzing in Pokemon TCG also is the same as Frozen in the video game. So it kind of it's based on the same thing. Water energy does bring both ice and water. Uh, they're known for having, for having high HP. There's a lot of HP on the water type Pokemons. Not that much damage, but they bring with them so much, like, um, what's the word? When they turn this disruption. A lot of disruption with them. So when you play a water Pokemon, a water type deck, I'm sorry, you're looking to just disrupt your opponent, making it difficult for him to play. It's all about that type of control, which kind of mirrors the water in Magic the Gathering. Uh, it's also fortunate to have um, Pokemon that share the same type but different weaknesses, which cannot be said about every type. Yep. Yeah. You'll have you'll see electric weaknesses, grass weaknesses, and steel weaknesses. Yep, exactly. Usually, steel is because they're ice type. That's how you know. Water energy. Uh, I'm sorry, electric is because they're water, uh, and so forth. So it's a great type. It's one of my favorite, actually. I love playing water whenever I can. We have Keldeo EX representing Blastoise that lets you uh, energy. We have so many good representation from that type, especially on Breakpoint, which is coming on today. That's the type that they're focusing on. So water is a really fun type and really recommended for anyone to play. Uh, moving on from water, we're going for Lightning. Notice I say in lightning and not electric because that's the name in TCG. It's not known as an electric type. It's known as lightning type. Uh, take it away, Sublime. Lightning, like fire, is one of the types that shares only its type. You will not see different Pokemon types combined into it. Lightning is only electric types. Yes, lightning is about quick. You notice that lightning Pokemon have low HP, but they're really quick. <laughs> Usually very low retreat costs. Yes, very low retreat, uh, retreat uh, costs. Very low attack costs. Usually you just need one, maybe three. It's really rare to see a four energy um, attack on an electric Pokemon. And if it had one, you wouldn't use it. Exactly. Usually Ampharos. <laughs> That's the thing. Ampharos. <laughs> yeah. falls like Mega Ampharos. Yeah, Ampharos falls unfortunately into that where it's like, what, four energies on a at what, what's going on here? That's not lightning. But lightning, yes, it's known for chippy chippy, just really quick, and also causes a lot of paralyzed, just like water Pokemon, because of its happy. It's a really awesome. Right now, it's all the rage because of Night March, Joltik, um, it, and Mega Manetric as well. It's, so it's seen a lot of play. So anything that is weak against electric or lightning, I'm sorry. Might be might be having a little trouble in the uh, in the current meta. There's also the Raikou um, uh, Magnezone deck that's popular right now. Yes, yes. So that's lightning. Let's move on to what could possibly be me and Scron's favorite type, and I'm gonna let Scron take this one over. Please, <laughs> Scron, tell us about Psychic. 
Yes, so psychic energy in the TCG stands for the psychic ghost and most importantly, the poison type Pokemon. Now, what this type is, and correct me if I'm wrong, it basically does whatever it wants to, but pi primarily adapts based on your opponent. It's all about control. Mm -hmm. Depending on the type, of course, as you, current, uh, as you clearly stated, also uh, Psychic represents poison as well, which is we're not going to go into why because we don't know. It's purple. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I think purple. the only reason they moved poison there is because it's purple. I don't... <laughs> that seems like a bad reason to me, but okay. <laughs> I, we, I have no idea what's going on. But anyway, uh, so... Poison, psychic types in the TCG that are meant to be poison um, usually have a, a weakness to psychic, obviously. And also, oh, that's another thing about psychic. Usually, two out of three times, psychics are weak against psychic. This is because psychic is weak against ghost, and poison, and poison is, weak is weak against, against psychic. psychic. So it's, it's a type known <laughs> to be weak against itself, which is... Mewtwo. Exactly. It's awesome. Um... So it's pretty unique in that way. Uh, but other than that, poison Pokemon tend to poison, obviously. Um, psychic Pokemon tend to do a lot of damage depending on your opponent. So its descriptions and its attack um, usually describe something, again, best example is Mewtwo EX, does damage depending on how many energies you and your opponent have. So it's a lot of control, a lot of depending on what your opponent is doing. Um, and of course, Ghost, it's all about surprise. It's all about doing attacks that are completely off the natural path. Like Gengar EX, where it would attack and hide every time. It would just attack and then go to your bench. And it's just about surprise and confusion. A lot of confu confusion when it comes to Ghost Psychic types. So it is a very interesting type. Don't forget normal Gengar when it just knocks out any Pokemon with three or more damage counters. Yep. On it's it. a very, very and... convoluted deck uh, type. I love it. <laughs> it's my favorite. I wish I could play Psychic every time. Uh, it has <laughs> a lot of support. And the next set, the next big set um, known to us as Fates Collide will focus on Psychic. So it's going to be a lot of fun to play for those. Yes. Yeah. Oh, Scron, I don't know if you heard the last podcast, but it was because of fan. Not only because Pokemon decided to, it was the fans decided the next break card. It's going to be Crobat. <laughs> so that's going to come out. Psychic is an, it's an amazing type. It is one of my favorites. But I also have another favorite. And I'm going to let Sublime take this one. And it's one of my favorites again. <laughs> Please, Sublime, talk, up, talk about fighting. Fighting is like Psychic in that it has a bunch of types just shoved in there. Because fighting represents fighting, ground, and rock. Yes. And fighting attacks, uh, they tend to have a lot of HP, mm -hmm. very high retreat costs, and they tend to do a lot of damage. They hit really hard. They hit so hard, they'll make your Pokeballs just popped. In no small part, thanks to fighting energy or strong energy. No, yeah. Something, format, some, something I've noticed about fighting is that they have a lot of very type-specific cards that support them. Like mm -hmm. Corina 
and you have focus sash for example stuff like that you guys have uh your viewers have always listened to me saying oh but fighting has just so much support because right now in the current format well in the current last two formats fighting has had a lot of support like strong perfectly set karina strong energy fighting stadium so and even if you don't want to use Fighting Stadium, there's the Magma Stadium, isn't there? Yeah. What's it called? I can't remember. For a card draw instead of damage? I can't hmm. remember that one. The one from... Anyway, you know the one I'm talking about, right? Where you can discard fire or ground, or yes, fire or yeah. fighting? Yes, yeah, I know what you're talking about. And draw two cards? Yep. So they have two stadiums to pick from currently, and they're both good. Yes, mm. I can't remember the name of the card, but I know exactly the one. Burning Earth? It's a stadium it... card. I just oh. can't remember which one is it. Um, okay. But yeah, so Fire has a lot of support, but it's itself a great type. It uses a lot of damage right now. We see decks like Ground on Mega Ground on EX, which is focused on a lot of damage. It's slow. Fighting is kind of slow. They always require a lot of energies to be able to do the damage they do, but once they have the required energy... Oh man, they deal so much damage. It is a great type. I am one of my favorites personally, and one that you guys might want to take a look at. Um, thank you, Sublime, for fighting. So that actually ends our basic energies. Now we're going to the interesting ones, the ones that are considered well. They're not really special energies anymore, but they started as special energies because they were added, much like fairy and Stark and Steel were added in the VCG or in the video game. Afterwards, this one, these ones are added after the fact. So, let's start with Dark Energy. Scrum, please, tell us about Dark Energy. Well, the thing I've noticed about Dark Energy is that it's very specific to itself. And, like, all the Dark Pokemon are sort of in a club together, and they don't like to go talk to the other Pokemon, if you know what I'm talking about. Yeah, I do. <laughs> um, I, they're too cool. Hmm? They're the cool ones. Like it's yeah. the cool kids table. Cool. Dark is my favorite type, so yes, Maybe they're keeping it exclusive. <laughs> oh, it's worth noting that Dark is known as Darkness in the TCG. Yes. Um, I believe it surfaced uh, early on, and it was used with a lot of evil team Pokemon. If I'm correct. Yeah. When it started out, Darkness Energy was actually considered exclusively, and we're going to hear this again with Steel Energy, as a special energy. You could only have four per deck. We couldn't have more than that. Uh, the other energies we just discussed, uh, discussed we can, you can have as many as you need in any deck. That be 8, 10, 15, 20, what, how many you need. 59. <laughs> exactly. As many as you need it, you could have. When it comes to Darkness and Steel, when they first came up, you could only have four per um, per deck. Now, they made both Darkness and Steel, or Metal. I've actually been mispronouncing them, but we'll get to that in a minute. They've made them basic types, which you can have as many as you need. Darkness, Ascron, perfectly described. They're very recluse. They talk about themselves. They act about themselves. Um, it's a type that it's all about shadiness, if that's a thing. It's all about causing special different types of effect to the opponent that may confuse them in the meantime. Mm -hmm. 
Long live Eveltal EX. <laughs> Long live Eveltal EX. Evelt Praise X. our Lord and Master. Definitely an amazing, amazing example. So darkness brought us dark back into the and obviously for those of you who haven't figured it out, it was brought when gold and silver came into light. It also bring us not steel but metal, and metal will be discussed by the one and only Sublime. Metal is steel and only represents steel the way dark only represents dark. Um, metal is a type that has a lot of defensive, unsurprisingly, support rather than offensive support. Like, their type-specific um, stadium um, is Steel Shelter, and it prevents status conditions. Their type-specific energy reduces damage dealt to them. Everything metal is about, like, making them more defensive mm -hmm. for their support. Correct. What you notice on all steel, or I'm sorry, metal types, is that they have a lot of ta uh, attacks that are, oh, if you attack your opponent, flip a coin, if hits, you protect yourself during your next turn. It's all about, as Sublime explained, defensive, protecting yourself, making sure your opponent does not deal all the damage he wants to deal. Um, it is a very protective type of deck. Right now in the format, metal is known for being all about retrieving energy from its discard pile, retrieving Pokemon from its discard pile. It's all about regeneration. It is a very, very complex type. Not one I would definitely recommend to new uh, comers. Um, and it's a type that requires a little bit of experience to get a hold of. It is definitely an interesting type. Moving on from Steel to our last energy, but not our last type. Scrawn, please tell us about Fairy. Yes, as the great Denzel Crocker once said, Fairies! <laughs> Alright, well, the, I really like the Fairy type. It's based entirely around supporting other fairies. And it's really fantastic. For example, you've got the original Xerneath with Geomancy that gets energy onto the field. You've got Aromatisse that lets you move around fairy energy freely. You've got Slowpuff that lets you heal status conditions. You've got Mr. Mime that prevents damage to your bench Pokemon. Really, every fairy Pokemon does a different specific effect. And they work together and synergize that way. And they can actually go very well with other types. Uh, as because of this support uh, ability. They're sort of like the healers, but also like the tricksters of the Pokemon world. They're, you can believe, right? They're like the cheerleaders. Uh, yes, the cheerleaders. The yeah. They just cheer each other out, which whatever they need. If they need to be uh, proactive in healing, if they need to be proactive in retreating, if they need to be proactive in supplying each other with energy, they're there to just completely work as a team and provide each other with what they need to be able to be successful. Fairy definitely is the antisocial tier type of the DCG and Pokemon. <laughs> <laughs> they only work with each other, um, but they're a fantastic type, no less. Uh, fairy is relatively new. It came, obviously, because of Gen 6. They introduced Fairy as the Pokemon, um, the Pokemon podcast described. It is a completely new type. 
and with it came the fairy in the TCG, and it's a really is welcome. It is a change that definitely worked in many levels, as it did in the TCG. But Dragon Pokemon, which we will talk about in a second, are weak to them, and they just bring so much into the table to just make our meta so much richer, so much fun. But it's not the last type. The last type we're going to talk about today is quite different from all of the ones that we just talked. In that they actually don't have their own energy. They're, they have a type. They're considered a type. But they don't have a basic energy. Sublime, tell us about dragons. Dragons want to make it as difficult to play by requiring different colors of energy for every single dragon in existence. Um, right? Like, and that's how they were introduced. Like, Garchomp's like, hey, I need you to attach a fighting and a water energy to me. And Giratina was like, hey, I need psychic and grass to make your deck much more complicated. Um, they've gotten a lot of support recently. And the idea why they required so many color types is because when dragons were introduced as a type in the card game, the idea was dragons are really strong, so they require a lot of, like, setup because they are hard hitters, or they, like, they're supposed to be really good cards. Yeah. In theory. Um, they don't all... I mean, there are some really good dragon-type cards. They're not all great, but there are some really great dragon-type cards. Um, they've gotten a lot of help from the Roaring Sky set. Which was really the first, like, dragon support set after X and Y. You had... I think it was Dragons Exalted back in Black and White, right? I think so, yeah. So With the Altaria and the... Dragons Exalted um, was when we first saw the dragon type. Because as we uh, talked about at the beginning, oh, early on, dragon types were just considered among the other types. Maybe even colorless specifically. But um, when Dragons Exalted was released, if I'm not mistaken, dragons was a thing. It's its own uh, type. You were recognized them by being gold color in the cards. And they always, you know them, not just by the gold color, but also the fact, like Sublime explained, multi-type, which actually... Their attacks were awful to power up. Yeah, which mirrored the gold colored multi-type cards from Magic where you needed more than one different type to be able to use them. Um, and they came with Dragon's Assault that, um, but like Sublime said, right now, they're even though they're meant to be the end-all end-all uh, of types, they're not that good. I mean, there's one big, and you guys might correct me if I'm wrong, uh, dragon type right now, and that's Giratina EX, which is being currently used in the meta. Uh, but other than that, we don't really see them that much. They're weak against fairy. There's uh, I have a Megalatios deck oh, that I like. That's it's not now. like first tier, but it's competitive. Yeah. And I feel like the dragon type Mega Rayquaza doesn't get enough credit because it's playable. That is I think Noivern can work pretty well. The break Noivern or the regular one? Um, both, actually. I think that normal Moivern goes well in Gengar, and then the Synchro Wolfer can work well. 
that is true. Break Norburn and normal Norburn also works pretty well. But it's not a type that we're seeing right now. We're waiting for that set where they release the dragons released or in you know, upon this earth, mountain, king, <laughs> oceans. That's the name in Japanese, by the way. Um, which will uh, bring us awesome dragon types. So right now they're not. Well, maybe them. it'll be Mega Altaria since we're getting that in the next set. That is true, but I'll bet you whatever that she's gonna be water, uh, colorless. But we'll see. <laughs> um, so that's the type for you guys. We got, uh, a few types, the basic types, which scrap, fire, water, elect, uh, lightning. Psychic, fighting, and uh, those are the basic ones. And then we have darkness, metal, fairy as the other extra. And then we have the non-energy related dragon type, which is also very fun. And those are the energies and the types and the TCGs. Guys, if you have any questions, anything you need, send us an email at pucklepodcast at gmail.com. Let us know if you have any questions. Um, but moving on to the final part, uh, we want to talk... Scron, did you tell us about the pre-release experience? <laughs> I have not yet. <laughs> Please do. <laughs> okay, very well. It was a cold day. I was just a lone traveler. Well, not really. I was being driven there because I didn't have a car. <laughs> uh, so, this was my first Pokemon pre-release experience. And before I was going... I decided to seek some advice, and my good friend Lord Jushiro uh, here said, build water. And, well, that's exactly what I did. Let me pause right uh, there to tell our guys at home, I'm sorry to interrupt you, Shikon. Uh Pre-releases, for those of you who don't know in the time there, when a new set is coming on, in this case it's Breakpoint, right? Breakpoint is uh, set to release by February. What uh, stores do is that they set these tournaments based exclusively on these uh, these new sets, and you can only you can build decks exclusively only using cards from that set. So they will provide boosters. You pay an amount. You enter the tournament. They give you boosters with whatever you have. You build whatever you want. You can not want. Uh, and then you compete, and then you compete for more boosters or boxes. So that's what Scron is talking about. Sorry, Scron. Yes. Continue. Well, I pulled a, one card that I just was absolutely fascinated with, and it was Slowbro. Oh. And for those of you who don't know, <laughs> Slowbro in this set has a three-colorless attack that if you have one prize card left, you win the game. Yeah. So I built my deck around that. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. Un unfortunately, unfortunately, the name of this deck didn't end up being Slowbro Wins. I never even got to use that move because it just didn't work out. It ended up being called Kitties, Clams, and Ducks because it had a bunch of Puruglies, Golducks, and Cloisters in it. And it was... It was really quite fantastic in the way it played. Uh, my record ended up being 3v1, and the one game I lost, I was about to KO a Manaphy EX, and I found out I hadn't put out my prize cards, so it was an instant oh. loss. Yes. And you know what the worst part was? What? It was one of those little kids oh, who are wow. grouped from birth 
to be one of these competitive masterminds in Pokemon, and I was about to destroy him, and I would have taken so much pleasure in it. Oh, God, tell me what <laughs> happened. Did he look well, differently? So, I KO his Manaphy, I reach for my prize cards, I say, uh-oh, I forgot to put out my prize cards. The little kid with out a soul in his eyes stands up, says GG, and walks away. Oh, no. That's it harsh. was brutal. For our people at home listening, the TCG does state that if you don't have your prices set up, during the uh, game and you figure it out after a few turns you lose yes uh, and I was about to go 4-0 oh, uh, so that's undefeated mm-hmm. without a deck that I had any EX's in it oh, wow. I did get one very good card though I got that full art Skyla oh which, wow yes. nice as that's soon as wonderful. I fold it yeah, I as soon as I fold it <laughs> yes I, I would agree as soon as I pulled it Half of the older guys in the store jumped up and said, I'll trade you for it. And I was simultaneously amused and creeped out. (laughs) Yeah, that's... uh, I can completely understand why would you be creeped out. (laughs) I ended up doing a standard game after the tournament with this guy, saying that if he won, I would trade Skyla to him. He did not win. Oh, good. You shouldn't have. Yeah, you... That's a great card. I mean, the full art is amazing. Full art trainers are the most fun, too. They are. Yeah. I really like the textures. Yes. So full art trainers are something that it's relatively new and it's been going on for a few um, sets. But it's... They're so pretty. I wish all trainers were full art trainers. Um, And the (laughs) fact that they're even rarer than full art EX kind of annoys me. Because they're, when you look at these trainers, they're so pretty, they're so awesome. You just want to have your deck all full of them. I don't know why they don't just switch the whole thing to them. But, of course, the prettier they get, they want it to be the more rare so you can spend more money. But thank you, Sna- uh, uh, Scrum, for uh, telling us about that awesome pre-release experience. Um Anyone at home, if you want to experience what a pre-release is, every Saturday, Friday, or Sunday at your local store, they might be having a pre-release where you can test out, see, and play with the new set that is coming out. And um, they give out special promo cards. You get first tips on these new sets, cards that are coming out. And there really are a lot of fun, given that you don't play against someone like Scrum did. Where they just, <laughs> they just normally they divide it by age. To just win, because um, if it were just me, I just would have said, nah, "Let's just start over." Um, and what and- kind of an ass says "gg" instead of "good game" in real life when it's just as many syllables? <laughs> just saying. Exactly. Uh, this kid was like nine. That is very, very true. Um, but that's how pre-releases are, unfortunately, and that's how tournaments and championships are. I mean, if you're not prepared, if you don't set up correctly, you probably lose the game. Um, like I was telling Scrum when he first told us of the story, was, um, yeah, doing a championship game, like a 
cities game or a regional game or a championship game, I can see that as being a valid thing because they're so tight on time. They they don't have time to waste on restarting games uh, for things like that. But man, on a pre-release, on a local tournament, that's kind of a-holy, if I can say mm. that. Um, <laughs> but yeah, that happens. So, guys, don't be like Scrum. Set your <laughs> your prices. Set your price cards <laughs> your out prices. for the love of Arceus. <laughs> so, uh, moving on to the last part of the podcast, because, man, we're giving you a long one this week. Um, and I hope you guys are enjoying every second of it, as I have with these two. Um, let's go to the uh, the last, which is mailbag. Whoa, we have a mailbag for the first time. What? Yes, we have a mailbag. Um, please, Sublime, read us snacks email. Let um, I gotta log into it. Hold up, sorry. <laughs> no problem. It it's in the document. Yeah. Oh, is it wonderful? Yeah. I was gonna log into the oh, email. No, yeah. <laughs> it's in the document. Let's see here. It's in the last page. Got it. Snag's email. All right. Hey, guys. I had a quick question about what to do with old cards. I have a bunch of cards from base set to some set in 4th gen and a couple of gen 5 cards. Am I right in assuming none of these are viable in most formats? I don't play TCG, and these have set um, in boxes for years. I have a complete set of base set 1, which I am keeping for nostalgic reasons, and a bunch of rares that I will probably keep other... Um, then I don't, and others that I don't mind parting with. What can be done with these? I could piece them out and sell them, or selling them as a lot, but I don't know if either is worth it. What do you do with older cards? Thoughts? Smell you later. Snag. I hoard them. <laughs> so maybe you should just keep doing what you're doing. And I then you know. can give them to your kids. Yeah. yeah. So older, older cards, like the, one, the ones you're talking about, Snag, they are considered... Unlimited. Unlimited Unlimited is a format that is known where basically means all holds bar, right? Anything you can use, anything that has ever been released is permitted. You can just play with it no matter what. The problem with Unlimited is no one really plays Unlimited. No one really likes Unlimited, at least in the TCG grounds. Um, it's too random, too many cards. It's hard to form a strategy against that meta because that meta is so big it's just hard to figure out what's going to go on so most people don't like playing unlimited because of that reason um but they are still playable under that format um about selling them though you can find places where they might be able to uh, by bulk buy them or which is the most suggestive uh the more the one that i suggest the most uh, is to individually sell them. It might take a little bit more work and it might take a little bit more time, but you might get a little bit more money. Uh, the problem with uh, the Pokemon TCG is that it really didn't improve in money-wise. Uh, for example, Charizard, the base set, which was always considered to be the rarest, most expensive cards nowadays, can go through 30 to $40. Not that much. Um, really, my opinion is just keep them. Keep them for another 20th anniversary. Who knows? Maybe when we reach 20th anniversary, you might actually get some money, big money out of them. Um, but that's a good question. Um, you can still use them, but ah, better keep them. 
You might not know. Maybe in the future you might yeah. actually get some money out of them. I have a bit of experience with this. I, as I have a first edition uh, holographic Venomoth, and I've just been watching over the years the price steadily rise. <laughs> someday. Yes. Someday you might actually get some money. Or who knows? Maybe someday it gets reprinted. And you might actually be able to use it. But that <laughs> might, might not happen. Um, mm-hmm. So, uh, guys, thank you for listening. Sublime, thank you for co-hosting. Thank you for being here. You're awesome. You're amazing. Sublime, Likewise. Scron, thank you so much for being here. Thank you. I hope you have you every, like Sublime. I hope you have you any every time we record. Um, hopefully, who knows? Maybe this becomes a bi-weekly thing. We don't know. This it was depends. it was very fun. <laughs> it was. It depends on our boss Thatch. Like I said, if you like us, <laughs> if you like what we're doing, plus uh, please send an email to pucklepodcast at gmail Tell our boss Thatch that you like us and you want to hear us every other week. Uh, and we definitely will try to bring this podcast to you. If you have any recommendations, if you have any suggestions, please let us know. We only want to improve for you guys. We only want to make this experience be awesome for you guys in the Puckle community. We are here for you. Uh, if you like us, if you like Puckle Podcast, please like us on Facebook. Follow us on Twitter. We're an amazing community. We plan if we get enough followers, if we get enough, enough people interested, we might start a PTCG online tournament. You never know. Um, we want to be with you guys every step in the way. We want to teach you guys. For those of you who don't know, we want to teach you guys how to play the TCG. We want to make you fall in love with it. It is just as fun as the regular video game. We definitely recommend it. Right, Scron and Sublime? Certainly. It is amazing. Definitely. It is an amazing game. I've, it is so good. I've lately found that I enjoy the TCG more than the game. It is just so many opportunities, so many variables. It is such a strategic and competitive game. It is so much more than just a game. It is really great. Um, if you do uh, like us on Facebook and you do follow us on Twitter, if you want, and if you desire, you can go the extra mile and maybe be a Patreon or Patron in the Patreon for Puckle. Um, you're not required to, but if you can, you can donate up to one dollar. Uh, I'm sorry, uh, beginning at one dollar, up to ten. Um, be a Patreon, and we definitely every single cent that goes to Puckle goes to Puckle. That means that none of us, not me, not Scrawn, not Sublime, or Thatch, touches that money unless it's going directly to the site, directly to the program, just to improve your guys' experience with the site. Uh, that be prices, better equipment, better prices, uh, uh, tournaments for you guys. Every single cent goes to you guys. So if you want, if you can, please subscribe, please Patreon us and Puggle. And uh, make this bigger than it already is. Make this Paco community just the best thing in the world when it comes to Pokemon. Um, again, thank you, Sublime. Thank you, Scrawn, for being awesome being here with you. Thank you, guys, listeners, for listening to us uh, right here from Lavender Town. Uh, this is the TCG Puckle t- Podcast. And I hope to hear from you guys in the next recording. Peace out. 
Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.